Thank you for joining the Fable 411 podcast produced by the City of Fable, where you'll get information about city government and the programs and services we provide. You'll get topics of interest and an inside look into the various departments that help keep our city moving. I'm Gab McRoberts. Welcome to this special edition of the Fayetteville 411 with a very special guest. I'm Jody Phelps, and today we are excited to welcome our own city manager, Douglas Hewitt, into the studio to share a little about where we've been, our recent success, and where we're headed. Welcome, Mr. Hewitt. We are looking forward to today's conversation. Thank you. So I'd like to get us started by checking in on a really major accomplishment we've seen in the month of June, the unanimous adoption of the FY23 annual budget. What, in your opinion, are the most significant items included in the budget that we can look forward to? Well, probably the most significant item in the budget is one that uh, most residents may not see directly. It really is our uh, um, inclusion of wage increases for the city staff to help with recruitment and retention efforts. Now, the city of Fayetteville, like many employers across the state and really around the country, is struggling to uh, recruit and retain qualified staff. The city of Fayetteville has one major project, product, and that product is service. And we can't provide that service if we do not have employees to carry it out. And so with the council support over the last 12 months, We did a very comprehensive um, wage and compensation study um, of all of our city positions, and I'm pleased to say that the city council um, and the staff were able to adopt the major elements of that, and I think that is going to be something that is going to pay dividends not only for our employees, but again for the citizens as well because we're able to, again, recruit and retain qualified staff. Some other significant items in the budget um, relate to um, trying to make sure that the community feels safe and secure. And it is also related to um, uh, public safety and wages. Um, Over the last five years, we've steadily tried to increase um, the salary um, for our police officers and firefighters and other public safety personnel. And I can say that with the inclusion of an increase in salaries this year with the budget, that we would have had our police officers starting at about $45,000 a year, which makes it very comparable to the large cities in North Carolina. But more importantly, it tracks on what has been a 30% increase in salaries over the last four years that we've been able to provide with the council support for our public safety um, officials as well. But those two things, I think, are the most significant, um, and hopefully the citizens will see the direct impact because we'll be able to, again, recruit and retain qualified staff. I know there's a lot of projects are always going on. Uh, what are some of the things that uh, you know citizens uh can expect to see in the year ahead when we're talking about programs or initiatives or projects? Well, again, trending, looking back at what we've done over the last several years, and hopefully it's going to pay real dividends moving forward. And one of the big areas also is stormwater. Um, The city council has for years wrestled with the idea of how do we handle stormwater in uh, Fayetteville, North Carolina. And with the council support and with um, the efforts of our talented staff, we have undertaken a citywide stormwater master plan. And the first grouping of projects from that master plan was presented to the council a little bit earlier this year. And those $20 million worth of projects are actually out for design right now. And hopefully in the next 12 to 18 months, we'll actually move a little bit beyond just design and actually start construction. Um, All told, um, we also have our uh, parks and recreation bond projects, which are coming to fruition. Um, just um, uh, next week, 
um, or in the coming weeks, we will have uh, the dedication of the Bill Chris Senior Center um, out at Lake Rim Park. Um, a few weeks ago, we dedicated a splash pad at Lake Rim Elementary and Recreation Center. And the list of, um, of projects continues from the Parks Recreation Bond projects. But the thing, the ones that, again, that folks are going to have asked for and that they will see will be help with stormwater concerns in the neighborhoods, as well as recreational opportunities for themselves and their, their families. Those are pretty important projects. And I understand that this budget was adopted with no tax increase to the residents. Correct? That is correct. Uh, it took a, a lot of um, effort from city staff, but we were very um, thankful this year that because of COVID, um, like a lot of municipalities across the state, we saw an increase in sales tax. And while other revenues may be steady um, or in a decline, Fayetteville as a regional shopping and, and, and entertainment destination, we did very, very well this year um, with um, sales tax. Well, that's because Fayetteville is a great place to be. And the can-do city. Mm -hmm. That's correct. You know, we talk a lot about can-do city and can-do Carolina. For you, what do you think makes Fayetteville a can-do city? I think it really has to do with the partnerships that we've been able to create um, around the community. Um, I look at everything from the mural on I-295 that we did in partnership with the Arts Council. I look at the Day Resource Center um, and our um, uh, homeless shelter that we've partnered with Manor Church to bring to, um, uh, to, to reopen. I look at the partnership and can-do attitude that we have with Fort Bragg that allowed us to partner with them on a 30-year lease to do a sports complex on MacArthur Road on, on federal property. I look at all of the work that um, I do with um, Robert Van Gens and the Economic Development Commission to try to bring jobs to Fayetteville. Just a few years ago, we were wondering, um, while we were in the, the midst of COVID, you know, what would the future look like in Fayetteville? And while most of the country was zigging, we were zagging. And that's how we were able to land not one but two Amazon um, uh, factories here and just this week as well. The city council annexed additional land um, with the help from the EDC and others into the city to do an industrial park. I mean, we um, it's not just the work that we do our, alone. It really is the work that we do in partnership. And I think that really speaks to that there's a real commitment across um, the community, not only just the city, not only just the county, but um, some of our partner agencies as well, for us to be able to do more together than we can do alone. And that's probably... I think, to me, the epitome of can-do. Yeah, when I think of Fayetteville-Villians, I always think of people who are ready to stand up when needed, um, step up and, and deliver and, and do what needs to be done to, to just really answer the needs of our community. Absolutely. And that was very evident, as you know, during COVID. So tell us a little bit about what leadership and council's priorities were in the budgeting process. Well, the first one for me and for council, again, was making sure we took care of our employees. Um, we cannot do the work that we um, need to to support our growing city and our residents if we don't have talented staff. Some of the others um, that we have are trying to make sure that we um, assist our um, residents in finding suitable and adequate housing. We commissioned an affordable housing study last year which identified that we were short some 20,000 affordable housing units. And with the council support and the work of our ECD uh, team, we were able to have council set aside a million dollars into a housing trust fund just last week, as well as council has authorized the um, uh, $12 million bond, uh, geo bond referendum, to be on the ballot this November 
for affordable housing. We think that those two efforts alone, as well as some other things that we have, will really be beneficial um, to people who are looking for adequate and affordable housing. Um, some of the other big initiatives that we have are continuing to look at the redevelopment of our corridors. Um, I came to Fayetteville in 2004, and one of the key initiatives of the council at that time, and it has remained to be a focus of each council after that, has been the redevelopment of Murkison Road Corridor. We started with having various catalyst sites, and over the last 12 months, we finally acquired all of the property that for uh, Catalyst Site 1, which is at the foot of Murkison Road, Bragg Boulevard, and Rowan Street, and that is now city-owned, and we have an RFP request for proposals on the street where we're looking for partners to come in and tell us how we can better utilize that land. But that also extends all the way up to Murkison Road, um, those efforts where we are working on a choice neighborhood grant. Um, and um, I think that over the next year, year and a half, um, with the application for the Choice Neighborhood Grant, as well as the work that we're doing on Catalyst Site 1 and some other projects, that residents will actually finally be able to see some real benefit from all of the investments that we've made in Murkison Road over the last 10 to 15 years. That's excellent. Now, there's been a lot of successes um, with the city over the last couple of years. Um, some of them are very obvious. I think, you know, they have a direct impact in our lives, and, and it's pretty obvious what those might be. But some of them aren't maybe just as impactful, but not as obvious. When you think about some of our successes, what would those successes be for you? I think the big success um, for me is one that um, uh, we have realized, which is to have a transit system that actually serves our residents seven days a week. Um, when I came in 2004, um, we had a transit system that did not run on time, um, did not cover large areas of the city, um, and really was not an, uh, available for folks as an economic driver. And they operated out of a parking lot, a transfer station. Absolutely, it did. And um, with steady investment um, and support um, from council and the work of staff, uh, we've been able to um, institute, I would say, a world-class transit system that serves the needs of many of our residents um, here in Fayetteville. Um, I think some other real successes are that the council challenged us to what could we do to assist um, residents um, who are homeless or people who are experiencing homelessness. And the staff got very creative working with the state following um, Hurricane Matthew, and we asked for and received money to construct a homeless day center. Um, and that is actually now being renovated um, on the opposite side of downtown, and we're hopeful that that'll be open sometime next year. And that center is not only for people who are currently homeless, but it is also would be a resource for people who are possibly at threat or risk of becoming homeless. And it's just another way in which the city is trying to not only take care of residents um, today um, uh, who find themselves in great economic state, but we're also trying to make sure we take care of residents in our city who may be of less financial means too. We certainly have come a long way in a lot of areas, and that's that's incredible success to be proud of. So what I'd like to know is what are you looking forward to next, sir? What I'm looking forward to next is over the next six months, we've got a lot of work to do to educate um, our residents um, on a $97 million GO bond referendum that the council has asked for for November. Um, part of that is the $12 million I mentioned for affordable housing. There's a component that's $25 million for infrastructure, which includes streets and sidewalks. 
And there's $60 million included in that as well for public safety projects, which includes fire, police, and a 911 center, among other things. My real hope and what I'm looking forward to is working on that and showing the residents of Fayetteville that all of the money that they've entrusted to us, whether it be through the earlier successful Parks and Recreation bond referendum, whether or not it was the money that the federal government has sent to us for um, uh, recovery from COVID, or whether it's just our annual use of their tax um, um, uh, uh, funds and, re and resources, that the city of Fayetteville can be trusted with the $97 million from this GO bond referendum that we're going to be able to deliver those projects on time and on budget if the voters approve it moving forward. That's what I'm really looking forward to. I'm also looking forward to um, the return of a crane in downtown Fayetteville that would signal the start of the apartments that will go on top of our Hay Street parking deck. Um, that has been a five-year commitment that the city council made to the public for us to um, transform the lower end of, of Hay Street um, across from City Hall. And it started with the stadium, done. It started with the renovation of the Prince Charles Hotel, done. It continued with the uh, creation of the Hay Street parking uh, deck, done. And the last major element is to build the apartments on top of the parking garage. And I'm told that our um, public-private partners are looking to start that and bring the crane back sometime in September. But those two um, are the um, highlights of what I'm looking for over the next six to 12 months. Certainly is transformative work ahead as well. Well, Mr. Hewitt, this has truly been such a fun conversation and we really appreciate you taking the time to, to talk to us today and we look forward to catching up with you again soon. Thank you both. I appreciate you coming on, Doug. And you know, Fable 411 is one of several podcasts that the city produces for our podcast channel, Radio Fable, as we provide timely and informative updates every week on a variety of topics related to the city of Fable. Be sure to subscribe to Radio Fable on Apple iTunes, the iTunes podcast app, as well as the Google Play Music podcast portal. Radio Fable is also available on iHeartRadio, Spotify, and TuneIn. You can also listen to every podcast that Radio Fayetteville has to offer by downloading the Fay TV streaming app available now on Roku, Apple TV, Android TV, and Amazon Fire TV. You can view all of our video content by visiting FayTV.net. To get information about city services, go to our webpage at FayettevilleNC.gov. Thanks for joining us.